0: Yep. Hey, everybody! What's going on? It's another Conversations podcast. I'm here with a very special person in my life. Um, the, I, I, this is my <laughs> this is the pastor's wife. Um, yes. So that's a big deal. How does it feel feel to be a first time pastor's wife this year?
1: It's not my first year. Oh,
0: it's not? No. Oh, okay. So you want to, You're counting the previous ten years as well? Yeah. Okay. For all right. sure. All right. So tell us who you are and what do you do.
1: I am a mom and I stay at home and educate my children and change a lot of diapers.
0: Wow, that's an incredible <laughs> job description. Are you sure that's it? That sounds like an undersell, except for the diapers part. That sounds very accurate.
1: Feed people constantly.
0: Feed people a lot of food, yep.
1: Dishes, laundry. Mm hmm. Crying, tantrum, helper.
0: But in the midst of it all, you're forming future generations of powerhouse leaders. Yep. And that's your that's your That's
1: what I think when I wake up every morning.
0: That's good. You gotta have that. I mean, yeah. gosh, I would be really wiped out if I didn't have some kind of uh, passion to hold on to. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right?
1: <laughs> okay. So that's
0: who you are, and that's a very big job that you have. Everyone knows that. And and that dovetails with my next question. Seriously, on a serious note. I want people who are listening, whether they are single, uh, dating, engaged, married, kids, no kids. What are the issues facing moms today? Okay. What have you been through in this last year? And what are some revelations that God's given you about just these issues that we're in?
1: Man, you didn't give me these questions <laughs> ahead this, of time. You know, it's on the screen. Um, yeah. I, well, the first thing that came to mind is just purpose. Like, mm-hmm. it's easy to lose purpose sometimes, lose meaning in what you're doing. Um. And so I think that can be a challenge, uh, refocusing and remembering what our purpose is and our value is.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I hear that from moms all the time. It's really hard to to like feel original in your day-to-day slog of yeah. work at home or, or dads. Some dads are maybe working from home, definitely this year or in general. Some moms right. or dads, parents who are at home, it's really hard to keep your purpose in front of you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Your why.
0: Yeah. Um, and hold back on a question about what really drives your purpose no I, um because I know what it is it 's having more new kids that no. gives you a fresh purpose every time you have a new baby it does not no okay what is the thing that helps keep your purpose <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's the thing that helps keep your purpose have you have you figured out anything that's a tough question right now. yeah have you figured anything that helps like um, fight that and like remind you of your purpose
1: um I think yeah having um like a mission statement having mm. goals laid out of what i want to accomplish whether yeah. that's for homeschooling or um habit training in our home for our kids um yeah just thinking about the fact that the time we really have with them before they leave our home is mm. really short yeah. so what do i want to accomplish that's in those years i am given yeah to build into them
0: that'll inspire a sense of urgency yeah i think like just 18 years that's all we have yeah
1: And like our oldest, that's already half over.
0: (laughs) Mm, Crazy. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, a nine-year-old means you're halfway there. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Um, Reading a book that Ben and Megan uh, gave us, uh, Raising Passion Jesus Followers. I'm only like two chapters in, but I highly, highly recommend it to anyone by the Comers. Uh, Not John Mark Comer, but his parents. And um, they're talking about how the generations fall away from faith. Each successive generation kind of falls away from faith and, and how that happens. And they put this most simple progression of how it happens the first generation i.e the parents they 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 know god and they experience god so the first generation of faith they know god and they've experienced them relationally authentically tangibly and they've grown in knowledge and understanding scripture fellowship etc the second generation if we don't have an intentional plan the goals a vision um, the second generation knows god but they haven't experienced him. Mm. Think about that for all of our friends who are like our age, going through college and after college, millennials, some Gen Z, they've left the church, right? That's the yeah. statistic is 75 to 90% leave the church. They have all the knowledge, yeah. all the information, they know mm. all the answers, but um, they haven't experienced him. So why yeah. why would they hold on to something that's not personal? It's not right. intimate. And then finally, of course, the third generation removed now doesn't know God or have they experienced um, wow. him. So. Thought what a what a, a sad um, but uh, you know, progression or uh, you know evolution of that, but it's a reminder of why we need to be intentional. Yeah, and so that's a good segue for my next question on the list, which was, you know, you helped me. I've been trumping you up a lot to the congregation recently about our vision for the church um, as the quote unquote new lead pastor and how that's come from my time with you in prayer and consideration and, and you've been really passionate about several things. I want to hear about all of them, but the one thing that you had like a light bulb about was legacy makers. Yeah. And so, um, remind people what legacy makers is and why you're so passionate about it.
1: Yeah. So legacy makers, I wish I had Ben and Megan here to give,
0: we'll start with the them. gist of it. Yeah, start but with them.
1: yeah, I think for me, what legacy makers, um, means is just, forming a plan, forming a mission of where you're going Mm -hmm. so you know how to get there. Um, And uh, yeah, so I think that's that part of it. And why I'm so passionate about that is um, because I feel like we are so easy to just pass off discipleship to other people. Mm -hmm. So like I'm going to this church because... They have a great kids program, or I'm putting them in VBS for the summer, and that's my discipleship. And right. I really believe that discipleship is a daily thing that has to happen, and that really it's the parents who have to disciple their kids. Right. Um, I feel like it's the church's job to give parents the tools, mm-hmm. but um, that really it's the parents' job to disciple. That's so the good. Kids. I love yeah. that.
0: That's powerful. Yeah, what I love about that as a connection to Legacy Makers is that um, this is like a healthy outsourcing for the church, (laughs) since you mentioned that word. It's, you know, we can only do so much on Sunday mornings with kids, and we are. We have an incredible team, an incredible program on Sundays. Um, but. That's what makes our partnership with Legacy Makers so cool is that they are doing something so much deeper and so much more concentrated um, that, that we cannot do simply. And so we are outsourcing this next deep dive step to them. And uh, yeah, we, we just couldn't be bigger believers in their in their platform, their model. these legacy mapping sessions which is it's a filter for feedback you know where are you coming from in your family what's your previous family legacy what are the wounds brokenness failings there and how do you want your future legacy to be different and then weighing all the values to 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 filter through all of those and come up with a you know a family um mission a vision you know values for your future
1: I think it's just so easy, like with young kids, especially to just, um, go through the day to the day because day to day is so hard. Like Mm -hmm. just feed the kids, get them to this practice, do this. And so it's so easy to, um, wake up and be like, oh my gosh, all this time is gone. And I had these visions, but I never put them into a practical Mm -hmm. plan. Mm -hmm. And so I think we just have to be intentional about the plan so that we can accomplish the goals that we have for our families. Um, yeah, I think that's really my heart, um, for families at our church is just to help equip them as best as we can. I mean, you and I are just learning too. Mm -hmm. It's not like we've mastered this, but, um, just equip families as best we can to disciple like the next generation.
0: Yeah. Yeah and i think you're so right that it's so hard when you're in the grind of daily life hour over hour trying to be intentional remember the values the mission yeah you know, it's really fun on paper but way harder to execute every yeah. day to work your plan so to speak um, and that's why i love the kind of ministry on the way idea you know we 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 have all these examples of jesus doing ministry on the way you know they're they he's marching from really like one huge um the word like revival tent meeting to the next honestly he's always crowded the people are always making demands and and then there's the bleeding woman you know literally just tries to touch the hem of his garment as he's on the on the path and um he stops though and he you know talks her sees her forgives her loves her and um that's happening all the time that, that jesus is willing to be interrupted um in the small moments that's what another great author um what's that book Oh, I'll have to put it in the show notes, but there's a parenting book, um, The Gospel, how to parent using the gospel, and he would say that, the small moments. Yeah. The, it's all about the small moments. And so and I've cited them before, but I love, you know, you know, turning the song off to talk about what the song is saying, you mm. know, on the radio, in the car. Yeah. Um, you know, at, at at night when we do Bible time, not just reading it wrote, but stopping and saying, Did you guys catch that line? And here's I think is what going is going on behind that that verse and that passage and then you do this all day long, you know, in nature groups and around the house. Here's why we serve people. Here's why we do chores around the house. You're, you're giving them the why and embracing those small moments as, as best you can.
1: Yeah. I mean, even when we mess up and are asking for forgiveness, all mm. those things are teachable.
0: Right. That's huge. Yeah. Tell people about that just because I think we, we've we done that quite a lot. Again, we're not masters, but we've done that quite a lot. Helping our kids do conflict, you know, in reconciliation and sharing feelings um, share with people just kind of how that goes down.
1: Yeah. I think Ben and I basically took what we learned in marriage counseling mm-hmm. and tried to take that and, uh, equip it for our kids in our house. Cause we were struggling with teaching them how to communicate when feelings were hurt. Mm-hmm. So basically we just used the same, uh, pattern of, uh, asking like what hurt you, um, well, you know how to say it, but yeah. <laughs> i like, um, how do we say that again?
0: Yeah. Mirroring is the second yes. part of it, but the first part of it is just feeling sharing. When you yeah. did this, it made, made me feel me this. Feel, yeah. And yeah. so giving
1: them like a, I have like some pictures of feelings. Um, yeah. Giving them different feeling words mm-hmm. so that they can even identify like how they're feeling mm-hmm. um, and be able to share. Uh, right. what made them feel that way.
0: Right, yeah. And then when they have offended one another or harmed one another, going to them, I'm sorry, and then getting the forgiveness piece. Mm-hmm. Like the other, the recipient has to be able to say, you know, I forgive you. Man, that's what I can That's the very essence of the gospel, teaching yeah. them forgiveness. And um, so, yeah, I think you, you do that all the time, small moments. Are so there other examples that you can think of that you try and lean into? And yeah, I mean, I that.
1: was even thinking like with kids, like, it's okay to be human ourselves. Mm. Like I've had to come to our kids, you know, even when they're talking rude to me and say, Hey, when you say that, it makes me feel hurt. Mm -hmm. So realizing that like, we don't have to be this like higher (laughs) parent, but we can also show our kids our humanity. And Mm -hmm. I think there is power in that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Totally. Theological significance. Jesus was a human. He was relatable. He experienced everything we experience, And when we are, authentic with our kids that's the when it's like no god experience god i think that i put that in the experience category yeah right? it's not head knowledge it's not our right. bible time at the end of the night it's hey our parents actually were passionate about this in the midst of the drama in the midst of the chaos they were they, yeah. they modeled it modeling I modeling that's what it yeah is. so that's really good yeah awesome okay so <clears throat> you are jumping up on stage with me this sunday yep why what would compel you to do that
1: yeah well, I think I already shared <laughs> about why. Um, yeah, but, I think something else I'm passionate yes. about is uh, just technology. And mm. I really think that's one of the big issues that our children will face today. And um, I'm just passionate about putting technology in its proper place, mm-hmm. that it is a tool that will be used. We're not going to become Amish, mm-hmm. but,
0: but almost, but almost <laughs>
1: Amish. Um, but yeah, I think that's our... That's like our battle is yeah. putting technology in its proper place and helping, um, yeah, guard our kids. Another thing that Ben and I have been talking about doing is, uh, doing like, us I think it's just so important for us to like, uh, talk to our kids about sex and like what a healthy, um, relationship looks like that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, also, like pornography and all these things that they're gonna be facing, so Ben and I have been talking about putting together just like a class mm-hmm. um, on that topic yeah but, yeah,
0: so tell people and we'll plug all these resources, but um, so even tell them about the series you watch. Can you remember the name on YouTube about the Amish Ooh. we'll find the link and we'll put it in the show notes, but Tell yeah. I mean, like, well, that was inspiring. That led us to get yet another right. book and resource that was a mainline, you know, evangelical yeah. resource. But what was well, compelling about that? Well, I've been reading a that? book
1: called Almost Amish, mm-hmm. which basically talks about a lot of these things. Um And then watched <laughs> a documentary on the Amish because mm-hmm. I just find them very fascinating. Right. But
0: and They were Christian people that had left the community and were yes. sharing their stories. Yes, yeah.
1: which is like a whole other topic. Right, right. But I think, yeah, Um the book I'm reading right now is Healthy. Do you remember what it's called? Big Family. Shoot. No, Healthy Tech Family. Oh, Techwise Family. Oh, yeah, Techwise that's another Family. One, another one you yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the one I'm reading right now. Mm-hmm. That is just, I would encourage so any good. family, mm-hmm. like every family, I think, should yeah. read that it's book. It's one
0: page. It's one page with the 10 rules, the 10 commandments yeah. of tech. Just that one page alone will change yeah. the whole
1: households. It's huge. Yeah. Um,
0: and yeah. then we were reading *Simplicity* by Foster. Oh, which *Simplicity*
1: and parenting—that's yeah. another great one. Well, it's not parenting
0: one. one; it's just *Simplicity*. Is that another book? Oh
1: no, that yeah—that's yeah, that's another book. That's yet yeah, another book. Yeah, oh, wow, okay, *Simplicity* yeah. parenting. The one
0: we that's were different. inspired to read, looking at the Amish, and it was through oh, Christmas yeah. time, and we're kind of feeling like, wow, we need a detox from all this consumerism and this kind of idolatry, quite frankly. And so we wanted to get a book on the spiritual practice of simplicity. And so we got the—you know—Foster is a pretty huge household name. We're going to link to we all this, so don't worry about taking notes as you're driving. We'll, We'll link all this but tech wise was definitely rises head and the shoulders yeah. i think it's just out of curiosity i ask you about the amish and about the simplicity thing those are bonuses but tech wise is really huge yeah. we're gonna be talking about that a little bit this sunday and also the thing about uh, sexuality and how to help parents with that it's always a huge question that we mm-hmm. get and that's on your heart in terms of programs and, and whatnot yeah so um let's go back to sunday we have this uh message here from luke chapter four as we go through this series, Jesus Following. And this is a rather famous passage, Jesus' inaugural statement, his inaugural address. So if you think about that, like for the president, they're gonna come out and give their stump speech about what their entire mission is going to be. Well, that's what Jesus does in Luke chapter four, verse uh, 14 through, really 14 through 30 but he quotes Isaiah fifty eight sixty one. you know, he comes on the scene, and says, I've come to preach the good news to the poor, set the captives free, declare the year of the Lord's favor. And, and, and that quoting Isaiah, and then he, of course, he closes the scroll and says, this has been fulfilled today with my appearance on the scene. So it's this mission of release, of freedom, of, um, of help for the, for the poor and brokenhearted, um, for the spiritually poor, for the for the materially poor, um, for the uh, spiritual captive, for the material captive. Uh, and we have this message that we're kind of passionate about this weekend. That's not just the, the typical romance love. You know, there's, there's a lot of that to be found in the Bible, but we're not gonna be doing the marriage passage. We're gonna be talking about how do we love our kids? How do we love our neighbor? How do we love our enemy? You know, that's yeah. a broader gospel love picture. And I think that's really found here. Yeah. What are you excited about? What's God's been speaking to you about, you know, what, what you wanna share with people Sunday?
1: Yeah, I think uh, for me, it's how do we love all those people in a time um, where we're distracted, in a time where technology has uh, taken such a big part of our hearts and minds and our schedules are um, just dominating us. How do we make space mentally and actually in our calendars to love our neighbors and to love our kids? right in our house.
0: Yeah, and that margin has to come from somewhere and that's right. why I love one of the one of the verses from Isaiah 58 that's referenced by Jesus in Luke 4 he's going through this whole thing. It's beautiful. You should read the whole chapter, either now when when you're sitting down to listen or Sunday. As we're in Luke, you've got to look up the references for your own Bible study, for your own knowledge and experience of God. But uh, Isaiah just goes into this thing about the Sabbath. It says, if you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight, and the Lord's holy day honorable. And if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride in triumph on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father, Jacob. So Sabbath is huge. And, yeah. and, and it's Sabbath, not just one day a week, but even that, what's that quote from the book? Like one- yeah,
1: they say uh, Sabbath from technology. It's one week a year. Um, one hour a day and one day a week. Yeah, it's
0: beautiful. An hour a day. And so we're creating space so that we can love people well, we can serve people well. Have
1: dinner with our families undistracted or...
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So all of that is couched in this conversation from Luke 4, which is Jesus saying, this is my mission. This is what I came to fulfill and do. And therefore, if we're saying we follow Jesus, we want to do the same. Yeah. And so, um... I think it's going to be a really timely message and it's going to really expand our view of love. It's just a feeling. Uh, love is a romantic thing. It's love defined as serve the, the poor and brokenhearted and the, and the captive.
1: Yeah, and I think right now, like, there's so many people who are feeling isolated and alone. Like, what more time where we need to be loving, mm-hmm. like... Our neighbors and the people around us.
0: Right, I think it's so easy. The temptation is to make our public, social, political problems about they, them, out there, yeah. and blame. And you know, they need to take a look at themselves. They need to change. They, you know, the bad guy. It's all that. And yet, um, we we forget to look at ourselves first, and then look at our neighbor. Like our neighbor, our, our our neighbors are the ones that voted that way. Yeah, our neighbors are the ones that put those people in office. Our neighbors are the ones who we are most immediately called to love. Yeah. And i talk about a love message. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that was in here in Isaiah 58 as well. I probably won't be able to find it, but um, that's a huge part of what I'm seeing all around us is people, we, we all might, stop focusing on the national level issue or even the global level issue and just start with one like Mm -hmm. in our backyard, in our neighborhood, in our home, like just practice getting strong in this with our kids or our family so that we can do it when we're faced with a real world circumstance outside our house. Yeah. So anything else you want to add?
1: I think that's, yeah, I'm excited to talk with you more on Sunday.
0: And so we're going to be up there preaching and, (laughs) uh is someone gonna our kids are gonna be just running around service right
1: well hopefully your mom's gonna help
0: my mom's gonna yes. save the day <laughs> bucky and kathleen are out of commission they're kicked <laughs> to the curb of course for their sabbatical no they'll be back um but if you see our kids running around service just uh, pray for my mom because it's a tough job and you know, there's nine of them so <laughs> just kidding um, but both services nine and ten thirty this Sunday, you guys. This will be a kind of a refreshed version of your of your kind of classic traditional Valentine's message as we study Luke Four and we continue this series, of Jesus Falling. Yeah. Thanks, right? for coming on the show. Yeah. I love you so much. I love you too. We're so good at what you do. Aww. Just want to bless you, and affirm you. Mm-hmm. And all you other moms out there <laughs> and uh hardworking moms and dads and uh women and men as individuals. Um we hope that you feel the love of Jesus this Valentine's Day, this weekend. You feel the love of Jesus through this podcast, and um, yeah, this is a place where it's safe to be in process with your ideas and your feelings and your isolation and your and your brokenheartedness. Um, we would love to pray for you. Uh, anyone who's feeling brokenhearted or feeling captive um, or isolated, anxious, depressed, we'd love to pray for you and love on you because um, that is the work of Jesus, and we are we are desperately trying to chase after Him and follow Him. So. Um, thank you, guys, for listening. Send this to someone who needs to be encouraged uh, on their <laughs> stay-at-home parenting, their 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 best mothering work, their intentionality as parents, um, or just loving on those who are brokenhearted, and we hope they'll be encouraged as well. Thanks. All right.